Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. Welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast. Uh, my name is Lee Pooley, head of coaching at British Canoeing, and I'm delighted to be joined by Daryl Shaw. Um, before we dig into the subject of mentoring, Daryl, uh, welcome. And it'd be good if you could uh, give the listeners a bit of a, a background on, on yourself before we start digging into the actual subject that we're going to be looking at. Yeah, of course. Morning, Lee. Uh, so my name's Daryl Shaw. I'm the coaching and partnership manager at British Canoeing. And I think I've been in post now for, for just coming up on three years. But prior to that, um, I've been involved in learning and development and, and paddle sport and outdoor education for, for 21 years. Um, and certainly the last 10 years of of my career and my time and my passion has been focused around developing coaches, developing individuals and, and certainly around the, the coaching and mentoring area. It's something that particularly invigorated by and, and um, just really enjoy supporting people using mentoring and coaching. Brilliant. So um, clearly, you know, clearly something that you've sort of done for a, for a long time in terms of mentoring. And um, I think, you know, for many years, Coach development has also acknowledged that mentoring plays a plays a major role in in uh, developing a, a coach's craft, and um, now what we see is the emergence of academic research actually backing that up now, and it clearly in, it identifies that it, uh, more in, in formal learning rather than formal attendance of courses for more experienced coaches. Um, is more preferable to them. So I, I think that, you know, we're in a really great place now at British Canoeing that we're actually now embracing mentoring in a much more positive way and a more proactive way. But um, I think, you know, for, for, for the listeners to to maybe understand, Daryl, could you just take us through the difference between the relationships of between of a, of a mentor and a coach developer? Yeah, I think I think it's a great question, and I think uh, for for the listeners that are interested in supporting coaches through through mentoring or being a coach developer, I'd say that's one of the things that they just you know, need to reflect on and 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 be comfortable with fairly early on. And and for me, a coach developer um, and the relationship between a coach and a coach developer um, can be quite a short relationship. Um, it's usually focused around a particular issue. So it may be that the coach is working with the coach developer uh, on a particular element of their coaching or their technical and tactical understanding. And that coach developer episode might last three or four sessions, involve some observation and feedback. But then as that comes to an end, the coach then may move on to another coach developer who brings something slightly different to their development. Um, so for me, coach developing it, it is fairly short. Um, it, it's fairly focused around a particular area or issue. Um, and it's more likely to take place um, in the workplace, for want of a better way of describing it. So likely to be on the, on the bank, on the water. Uh, and that's where I would describe coach developing um for me mentoring is a longer term relationship and it's part of the stitching together of those other formal informal episodes that help the coach developer make um, um make sense of those different interactions so it's longer term um more around a conversation more likely to happen away from the riverbank uh, or, or the, 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 the water environment that the coach is working in. 
um, and very much challenging, questioning, supporting their reflection, but primarily just stitching together those different formal and informal learnings that the coach is making. I think that this, that's real, you know, in terms of that's real clarity for me as well, you know, and I really like that, that you know, that, that stitching together analogy. I think that's a really important thing for me to sort of take away from these conversations to go, okay, so, you know, I can use those elements and, and bring experiences and learning to, together and help them make sense of it. I think that's a really, really prominent thing. Um, I think... There's loads of mentoring going on, Daryl. Already, you know, there's there's you know, you you talk to a lot of people that within paddle sport that they've mentored people through their you know through their coaching uh, coaching qualifications through their leadership qualifications, etc. But I think you know, someone with such experience that you've got is what words of advice would you give to mentors? Yeah, I think uh, I think again, that's a great question. I'd, I'd take us back just a step to that that um, answer to the fir- your first question, Lee. Um, and for me, it is, you know, that person who wants to be engaged in mentoring, just being honest and, and, and taking a moment to reflect on what they've been doing to date. Um, and actually, you know, is it coaching? Is it mentoring? Is it instructing? Um, you know, is it, has it to a certain extent been been supporting? Um, and, and once they're comfortable with which of the things that have happened so far in their coach developing and mentoring are mentoring, then I think what they can do is they can focus on developing those skills, developing those mentoring conversations and being more comfortable being a mentor. Mm. Um, I think for me, the the the, the muscle that, that I've had to train over the years to become comfortable with my mentoring one is definitely my listening. Um, and I think uh, as a mentor, it's probably the hardest thing that you do um, and creating that space so that you're able to listen to the coach that you're working with um, and you're not just looking for that gap in their conversation for you to ask a question or for you to share your experience and actually taking the time to listen and let them talk about their experience and really get down to the the nature of the issue or, or the the success that they really want to share with you and, and investigate further. Um, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me as a mentor was being comfortable with silence. And um, uh, I think it's something as human beings we, we often find difficult. Uh, but for me, in a mentoring conversation, I'll often have periods of silence in excess of, of, of a minute and a half, two minutes long, and sometimes longer because you're just allowing the individual, the coach, time to think and speak and, and share. Um, I think that's really important. Don't be afraid of silence. You know, for me, you know, just sort of picking up on, on a couple of bits that you were just saying there, Daryl, is, you know, it, it definitely sounds to me and you're sort of referring to the, um, you know, you've taken time to develop, to develop this skill. You know, you've taken techniques and you've developed them over time and, and put in training, etc., being really thoughtful. So could you, you know, would you suggest that mentors need to consider regular CPD, you know, continual professional development, the same as we would our coaches? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, certainly when you're starting out in that those early first mentoring episodes, you find yourself relying on some of the, the tools and processes 
that have been shared with you over over um, over training courses or, or workshops, whatever it might be, uh, or whether you've started with informal mentoring, you know, and you focus on using those tools as time progresses, you know, it becomes more about focusing on the conversation and listening to uh, the individual and, and the models might pop up to the surface or, or the, the, the process or the tool might pop up to the surface. But really, it's about that deep listening and understanding the person, the coach that you're working with. I think for you to be able to get to that stage, you do just need to regularly check in um, and, and create space for you as a mentor to develop. And I think it's also a great opportunity for you to just sit back and go, is, is what I'm doing still in line with that vision of, of what I want to be, of how I want to mentor? And if you don't create that space for yourself, then it, it's, it's really difficult and you find yourself um, maybe sharing more than you'd, than you'd like to. Um, rather than letting the individual, the coach, um, find those solutions that work for them. Okay. So um, is there anything you could suggest that, you know, you know, people might be going, well, that sounds really good in terms of, you know, quite a lot of reflective practice there, wasn't it, in terms of, you know, how is there anything that people could do, you know, mentors could actually engage with some some informal or formal episodes that, that you know that, that you've got off the top of your head that you think i've used this before and that was useful for me you know you know podcasts or or a formal setting anything that you could probably give a bit of a flavor for so people could sort of engage with that type of um you know development mm. i think it's um i think it's quite an exciting time for for mentoring um at the moment and certainly what we're seeing is a lot of cross-pollination across lots of different disciplines and the concept of mentoring you know it exists in business and and in sports coaching and in lots of different places so actually um there, there's lots of uh youtube videos and podcasts and and uh, development opportunities out there for people to look for um i think uh I think it's um, one of the great places where you can start is with the uh, the, the British Canoeing Mentoring e-learning. Um, it's a it's a really nice package that takes you through a few tools and a, a few concepts and ideas. Um, but for me, it's it's also about developing that conversation yourself. And I think if you're developing as a mentor, don't be afraid of finding someone who can support that. It might seem a little bit counterproductive, but a mentor being mentored is is actually fantastic mm. yeah yeah don't yeah that's a real, real sort of sound bit of advice actually yeah um daryl so far you know you know so far we've con you know we sort of concentrated much of our sort of attention to mentors but you know the majority of the stuff that you've been saying in terms of you know uh, attributes and, and behaviors is very much relationship based isn't it so i'm wondering whether you could give us uh, some some advice or some insight into uh, some someone who wanted a mentor so you know i think we call them mentees um so you know what what sort of advice could we give for someone wanting a mentor yeah, I think that's really important and um, you're right that it is an area that often gets neglected. I think if you're a coach or a paddler who's who's interested in entering into that longer term mentoring relationship, I think it's important to take a few minutes to think about and reflect on 
what what you're actually looking for because what you're looking for will almost dictate the type of mentor you're looking for so actually are you looking for someone that is similar to you someone who paddles in the same discipline competes in the same um, uh, in the same division uh, are you looking for someone who has a similar philosophy and values to you uh, or are you looking for somebody that's going to challenge you so actually maybe they don't uh, or are not involved in the discipline that, that you, you favor um, maybe they're not nearby to you or, or maybe they have slightly different take on coaching or, or, um, or paddle sports so I think being clear on whether you want someone to work with that, that is similar to you or someone that is different to you really really important I think mentoring can bring a lot of different flavors to to your development as well so um, you know having someone that's local to you might be convenient but actually if you're really interested in exploring a different part of the world or a different part of the country then engaging in some phone or, or, or Skype based um, uh, mentoring can be great because that gives you an option to talk to people that are further afield um, and maybe just tap into some of that local knowledge that they have about that part of the world or that, that part of the country. Um, I think being honest with yourself in what you're willing to commit to that mental relationship. Um, so uh, you know, how often are you wanting to meet with someone? How much time do you think you need so that you can really get into those useful conversations? Um, you know, are you going to meet somewhere face to face and and buy your mentor a coffee? It, it sounds like a, it sounds like such a small thing, but actually, if you're if you're getting that value and that time from from somebody, then actually meeting somewhere pleasant and and standing that person a coffee can just be a, a great way of uh, of building that relationship. I think another thing to consider is is actually as well, what are you trying to achieve? So, um, for some mentoring relationships. Um, it might be about getting involved in a community of learning or, or being able to access a particular um, area of, of our community or opportunity. So again, selecting a mentor that's going to be able to help with that uh, and maybe sponsor you into those uh, communities of practice can be can be really valuable. But I think as an individual, if you're going to enter into mentoring, it's a, you know think about what you can take into that relationship as well as take away from it um, because having been a mentor for some time now it really does invigorate me it really does excite me and I take something from every person that I've mentored uh, um, and um, I've certainly got more from the relationships where that individual has thought about that before they come into it. Mm. That, that's that's uh, great advice there daryl and um um before before we end this podcast um one more question for you um one more question and i think uh you've given a real flavor of of what it might be but could you sum up uh for us um what your mental philosophy is wow nothing like putting someone on the uh, <laughs> on the spot um so i i think for me uh it's about mentoring the person that's in front of me, regardless of whether they're actually in front of me or not. Uh, my philosophy is is that everybody's different. Um, there is no there is no question bank or or model or set format that I follow. And and if I'm mentoring someone, 
that experience for them will be personal and it will be different to another person that might I might be mentoring. Um, so so for me, my philosophy is definitely mentoring the person in front of me and I have no preconception of where we're going to go, what we're going to talk about, the questions I'm going to ask. Um, and it is, it is, yeah, it is a relationship that's built over time, takes rapport, takes time, takes effort, uh, and everyone is different. Daryl, apologies for putting you on the spot there, but um, <laughs> I think it was something that probably a lot of people listening in would uh, really like to hear. And um, Daryl, thanks very much for your time today. Really appreciated. Um, I hope everyone listening in has really uh, has enjoyed that podcast as much as I have. And um, it's fantastic to start you know, broaching to those particular subjects about mentoring and, and so in such important uh, aspects of coach development. Um so we're going to bring this podcast to a close. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, and uh, please make sure that you keep an eye out on the coaching podcast for new episodes as they uh, come up. Thanks very much. <laughs>